Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Howard Stern of food hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Hey there and welcome back folks Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest Michael Munoz And we are off to the races It is beautiful fall weather Here in New York Dare I say it's sweater weather Sweater weather, isn't that fun to say? Sweater weather Have you all seen that SNL skit? Um, Who is it? Where all they just keep saying is It's sweater weather It's sweater weather Well, I have, you know unspace-savored my sweaters, uh, put the tank tops and the crop tops away, even though, um, you know, the random strangers in my elevator have loved to comment on the weight, the quarantine weight that I've gained. So now all I'm eating is, you know, fall vegetables because um, I don't appreciate the strangers uh, commenting <laughs> my weight. What? people feel the need to do that. You know, we've been stuck in quarantine. It's like fall weather. It is pumpkin spice season. We are supposed to be winter bulking. But little did we know that I've been fat since last summer because, you know, the diet never began. (laughs) I want to take a quick moment to do a special shout out to my friend, Vanessa Walker. Um, As I'm sure you all know, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, My good friend, mentor, you know, confidant, confidant, she's a friend and a confidant. Uh, Vanessa Walker just released a book called Making Room for Joy. She is a two-time breast cancer survivor. If you know somebody out there going through this, Making Room for Joy is a really inspirational book about her journey um, and finding joy through the struggle. Um, Go out there, support her um, in this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Special shout out to you on this day, Vanessa. I love you. And with that, it is another exciting day here on In Your Mouth. It has been food celebrity after food celebrity here. And today is no different, people. Please 
join me in welcoming all the way from the big D, not that big D, big D as in big D, little A, double L A as, you know, <laughs> the one, the only Chris Longwell and Wesley Loon from the popular food blog and YouTube series, How to Feed a Loon. Say hi, boys. Hey. Yay, we're so excited. So happy to be here. We love you. You don't even know me and you love me. Oh, Oh, please. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, we are off to the races because they they have read the writing on the bathroom stalls, honey. (laughs) We wrote some of it. Yeah. It is early in the morning for the two of us, and I am here for all of this. How are you, boys? Or we gentlemen, are, should I say? Uh, we are wonderful. We are, you know, we're in, we're in Dallas. We're in Texas. So it's it's not yet sweater weather here. Well, yeah, you never know. One day it is, and one day it isn't. Right, but, right. We, you know, we just stay inside and cook and play with our dogs. And, and, and play uh, with each other. Well, <laughs> That's right. I mean, has that the has that been the secret to getting through this quarantine? Meanwhile, <laughs> like while working together and being stuck together. Well, it, well yeah, it can be. Yeah. It can be. It can <laughs> work in you know either way. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes you sometimes know, we, it's like you go outside, okay? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and pick up some butter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, I I I feel a little like uh, good times and bad times. I've seen them all in my there life. You go. That's what it is. That's <laughs> I mean, we've been married for we've been together for thirty years, and so you know, oh, yeah. good time. There's been almost all good times. Yeah, there's never been any bad times, have there? Never. Anyway, uh, so oh my goodness. Wink, we are going to get into all of that because we have been shot out of a cannon today and I live, honey. But in the grand tradition of in your mouth, gentlemen, I want to wish you, and this is really interesting today, happy National Desserts Day. Yes. You picked a couple of sweet boys yeah. to, <laughs> well, I to mean, celebrate with. I mean, this is a bunch of bullshit if I can if I can just be candid about it because you know, I I have been talking about it now for over 50 some odd episodes since I started celebrating these national food days and I'm I don't know who chooses these things and really no. you couldn't think of anything better than National right. Desserts Day. <laughs> right. I know. Could you make it at least like strawberry shortcake day? Thank well, there, you. There's one of those. <laughs> there so is, I, there's, I know. Imagine that's your job, just to sit around and think, okay, today, oh, God, what's it going to be today? All right, National Fried Pickle Day. It's yeah, just- I mean, I, I, I would take that job right now. I would take well, that job. I, would, yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like I could, I could do a little bit of a better job. But I cross-referenced it because I usually pull those days from a, lo- a little website called Foodimentary, not a sponsor. Um, and I cross-referenced it with the nibble.com. And apparently, October 14th is National Chocolate-Covered Insects Day. Oh, oh Lord. Well, that's, um, hmm. I'll skip that. that, that. I think I'll stay in bed that day. You know why? <laughs> we haven't done that on the blog yet. No. <laughs> Have you eaten bugs before? Not, in, not, not, in, intentionally. not intentionally. I mean, we do live in Texas, so, you know, no, you know we mean, just walk down the mountain. I mean, the, I, there's a bunch of cultures out there, um, you know, between crickets and grasshoppers and yeah. like, there's grubs. There was a whole, um, I feel like the whole, like, 
eating insect movement happened not that long ago. I want to say like 2018, like insects were big, yeah. 2019. Yeah, cricket pizzas were big for a while. Yeah, uh, like cricket flour was big for yeah, a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, I think it had to do with uh, Top Chef. All of a sudden, Top Chef was doing all these cricket or insect episodes. Well, like, please yeah. leave me alone. All of those shows <laughs> where you had to use these crazy, insane um, ingredients. And I think they finally just started running out of ingredients. So they said, well, let's, let's turn to the bugs. Yes, you know, they are yeah, somewhat I edible. Mean, I mean, I've, I have had, I have had crickets and grasshoppers um, during this food festival once that was all about the Mexican diaspora up in Rensselaerville, New York. And to, to, to be honest with you, it just, I mean, it's kind of like popcorn, like, Like, you know what I mean? Like popcorn tastes like what you season it with. Right. right. You know? Yeah. Well, at least if you put chocolate over it, there you go. I mean, you could put chocolate on anything these days. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's true. And we have. Yes. And moving right along, because I'm really interested in hearing your opinion on this day in gay history. So I don't know how much of my my big gay podcast you've listened to, but I like to call on the gay voices of the past here. And On this day in gay history, in 1977, Minneapolis gay rights activist Tom Higgins throws a pie into the face of Anita Bryant during a news conference in Des Moines, Iowa. I love it. It was a day uh, to remember. Just wonderful. That woman needed more than a pie in the face, let me tell you that. But it was just so classic because she was like Miss... You know, Miss Highfalutin, Miss thinking that she's so, you know, above everybody else and was just terrible to the gay community. And um, for him to just come up and humiliate her like that was the most beautiful thing that I remember. And I'm, you know, date myself. (laughs) I was a toddler. I was very small. No, I do. I do remember it. No, you were a teenager. You weren't a toddler. (laughs) Listen, we are we are gentlemen of a certain age. I think I've lost count now because you know during quarantine I've been counting down till my fortieth birthday because it's like what else is there to do? I think I'm something like eighty five days to my fortieth birthday, but I feel like the young, the younger audience um, that may be listening are like, who the hell is like Anita yeah. Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> The amount, yeah, the amount of uh, queens that I've run into that don't even know who like Judy Garland or Liza Minnelli is. Oh, but uh, Anita, for shame. Yeah, for, for shame. For shame. For shame. <laughs> no, but just so you know out there, kids, Anita Bryant is an, Amer- is an American singer and she was a huge anti-gay rights activist, right? She mm-hmm. scored four top 40 hits in the United States in the late 1950s and early 60s, including Paper Roses that reached number five on the charts. She was mm-hmm. um, a, a former Miss Oklahoma beauty pageant winner and a brand ambassador from 1969 to 1980 for the Florida Citrus Commission, which yes. is a big deal and why we're talking about this because during a press conference, Bryant became one of the first persons to be publicly pied as a political act during this television appearance in Iowa on October 14th, 1977. She was uh, struck in the face by a pie by Tom L. Higgins. Um, And then Bryant quipped, at least it's a fruit pie making Mm -hmm. a pun. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's important because this man made history by by doing this political 
act. Yeah, you know? yeah, yes. Well, it, it kind of gave us all uh, a little bit of a oomph. You know what? Let's all bake our pies. Let's go get a pie, everybody. I think yes. it's important for us all to remember, like, you know, of course we love Judy and Babs and all of the icons in our community, but it's also important to remember those who've worked against us and tried to tear us down, and she was one of those. And, and you know, to, to see the, the strength that he had to, to do that, and it really, I mean, she had a lot of political influence and uh, was was really hurting our community. And so it it's, gives us all hope and faith that we can overcome people who are trying to tear us down. Yeah, and from this came a big boycott of the Florida Orange Commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And yeah. so, and um, a bunch of celebrities, including Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, Paul Williams, Dick Clark, Vincent Price, um, John Waters, Linda Lavin, Mary Tyler Moore, so on and so forth, um, joined in this, like, boycott. So, right. um, yeah. What what are like cool like uh, this day in gay history? You know? I love it. It's so appropriate. I'm so happy to be yes. here to celebrate. Yes. <laughs> Let's go have a pie. Now I want pie. Now you want pie, and we're not talking. <laughs> cre- well, you know what? Let's just move on. Let's not um, go. Yeah. <laughs> not that pie. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. It's nice to look at, but I won't eat it. <laughs> I just don't like the smell. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, okay. I can't breathe. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've ever been speechless. Well. And you all know I love to run my mouth. <laughs> but I feel like I've met my match. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Sister. We are sisters. Yes, yeah, sisters. Sisters. <laughs> with, and I said before we came on the air, with the spirit of Lainey Kazan watching yes. over us in the background. For those of you that don't know out there, because uh, as my mother always tells me, I have a face for radio. Um, <laughs> in my tiny Times Square apartment, I have a signed, um, autographed uh, a photo of Ms. Lainey Kazan. If you don't know who she is, look her up um, right behind me. And so she's on, she's always watching over me. On I all, love it. On all my meetings. Love her. Love her. Yeah, I can, need, I can, everybody needs a Lainey Kazan watching over them. I yeah. feel her presence. Yes. Yeah. Just sing it. I'll remember you. Mm-hmm. You'll remember. <laughs> I love her. You know, Lainey, right? Well, she she came in after Barbara Streisand. Well, she was her understudy, understudy for she's Funny Girls. She's the she's the poor man's Barbara Streisand. I hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. just like Judith Light is the poor man's Meryl Streep. Right. It's yes. True. Yes. You know, exactly. Yeah. Like if if Barbara Streisand and Meryl Streep didn't exist, it would be Lena Kazan. They would they, they would have good standards. They have good understudies. But I'll tell you, Barbara Streisand could never perform as amazingly as Lainey Kazan did in Lust in the Dust. <laughs> I don't know this one, but apparently you have a very special connection to this movie. Well, it's, it, I, you know, everyone's like, what? So it, it's, a, it's a John Waters movie. Um, that Div- was it John Waters? Yes, yeah. D- Divine was in. Oh, yes. I mean, we're, again, dating, we're dating ourselves. ourselves. But oh, it's Lord. set out in the like the wild, wild west. And she like, she's, she owns a, a tavern and she's the barkeep. And she's constantly sweeping the floor, which is made out of dirt. So she's <laughs> never like cleaned up, but it's hilarious. And we, you know, yes. it's, it's got divine in it. So you can imagine totally. it's, you know, it's not real high, um, highbrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, but I'm why we love it. 
I live. I I live that I'm getting an education. I'm lost in the dust. Sounds like my love life these days. Exactly. <laughs> I want to get I I want to get to the food I because okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> we we eventually need to get there or else this is going to have to be like a three part episode sure uh, <laughs> well good luck <laughs> so let's start at the very beginning you know oh. you meet you meet thirty years ago you fall in love and now you are like jointly together in you know a mini food empire how does it happen. How did, how did that even come about? We're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but, um, well, I'll give the, yeah. the quick synopsis of um, the story. So we met 30 years ago in New York City. Uh, we both came to New York to pursue theater, and we were go- both attended um, a conservatory there, and we met... The American at, Musical and Dramatic Academy. Oh, we met at goodness, a, yep. We met at a broad... We were standing outside. There was a show called Lend Me a Tenor with Victor... Sorry, Victor Garber, and it was so good. And uh, we both... Saw each other where there's a story about how we saw each other. I won't bore you with those details. But anyway, love, we literally, it was love at first sight. Yeah. I had just come out. I was a late bloomer, literally. I came Lord. out of the closet at like, well, anyway. And he had, he came out of the closet as soon as he was born. I mean, he kicked the door yeah, down. It's like, get out of that vagina. <laughs> you, you and me both. I always say yeah. I came out of my, mo- my mom's womb with a top hat and a K, and I was like, hello, my baby. Hello, yeah. my honey. Hello, my yeah. mom. Exactly. The doctor, exactly. the doctor slapped his ass and he says, that all you got? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so and, fast forward. So yes. then we did, we we performed and we did you know we we enjoyed a career in theater for uh, for many years and then we both sort of moved into the corporate world, which we didn't like so much. Yeah, but, which stabbed us in the heart. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> but and all through those years, I've always enjoyed cooking. I come from a family that are both my parents are good cooks, and and uh, growing up in Texas, um, you know, there's food everywhere, beef and tacos and things like that so i just loved cooking and wesley loves to eat my cooking i grew up in south dakota and my mother i love her dearly but she couldn't cook to save her life so the mashed potatoes and the gravy looked exactly alike they looked alike they tasted alike they they tasted like nothing she's but it was all in her heart it was very she she served it with love anyway so i didn't really have a really you know a a a refined palate let's say that so when when i met chris and chris started cooking that's when i got fat oh stop it (laughs) you I've always been fat. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. You're not fat. I'm, I'm healthy. <laughs> Portly is a better word. Oh, oh I'm kidding. So anyway, you, sound, you sound like the people in my elevator. To me. <laughs> well, I, anyone who would say that to you, so they should be slapped. Yes, they not, should be slapped. I mean, we all Listen. had the COVID spread. Listen, we are a, we are a body positivity uh, podcast here. Exactly. We, we embrace everybody of all gender, all totally. sizes. You know, there is, and we eat everything, honey. Yep. All right, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so I then I you know I was this was uh, eight years ago. I just I thought oh, I made something. I made this cool salad. I thought oh that's pretty, and I took a picture and put it on Facebook. And you know you get that instant gratification where everyone's like, oh my god, I love that. That's so beautiful. I want the recipe. And I thought well that's kind of cool. So then the next week I did pork chops or something, and same thing. So I had to think, well this is kind of fun. Why don't I just start a blog and and um, write about this? it? Huh? 
What 2013. Year? 13. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So we were still working in the corporate world, although we were anxious to get out of it by that point. And, and uh, we're still doing theater type stuff on the side. Still, it's always, will always be a part of our lives. And uh, so then, you know, humor, I don't know, maybe you noticed is something that we kind of thrive on. So um, <laughs> yeah. we had to make it kind of funny. And, and Wesley's last n- name as Loon is already kind of funny. And he is a loon. So as in the bird, not the crazy person. Let's just yeah. say that right well, now. When I first saw, uh, when I first saw the handle on Instagram. I almost said when I first saw your handle, and then I was like, wait a minute. Uh, (laughs) When I first saw the handle on Instagram, (laughs) I thought it was um, how to feed a loon, like Catherine Hepburn. No, the loons are calling. Yeah. Uh, We get so many. So it's it's hilarious because as as we've grown and, you know, more and more people know about us, apparently a loon in Scotland is the name what they call a young boy and so we get a lot of people the scottish people saying i thought i'm looking for things to feed my children and i thought how to feed a loon was how to feed young boys and i was like well it sort of is wesley sometimes acts like a little well of course (laughs) but anyway so then he's just just youthful he is he's very youthful exactly and then it just i mean i don't know it just started to resonate with people and we we had one particular recipe that just shot us into the stratosphere and it was uh, a chicken salad. Can you believe that? Uh, chicken salad. I know. Um, I've seen, I did a deep dive into your life and I was telling, uh, in your mouth listeners, I was telling them before we saw, I hit the record button that I feel like I'm I'm just family now. There's, there's <laughs> wedding videos. There's all sorts of videos out there. You can learn a lot about <laughs> <laughs> we are, Wesley. We are um, an open book. We are an open right. book. That is yeah. right. I love it. I love it. I even had like a cry moment this morning for your wedding trailer. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> He's we, getting married. We we were so if so we were not going to have a big wedding. We were when it became when Doma was uh knocked down and uh Well, let's tell them let's uh, back. We've actually sorry. Had, I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not meaning to cut you, in. Do you have 2 hours? We've got we got 2 hours. You got Don't two worry. Hours? Well, it, it's okay. <laughs> you know, we stay on a road. We you know, we take a left turn. Uh you know, the ways like bring not a sponsor it gets us back on track. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were yeah. you know, we all have different paths to get to the same place. But the we did get we had a wedding like we called it a wedding back in 1992 when same sex marriage wasn't even a discussion but we just were so in love with yeah. each other but we I mean just, we grew up, sorry we grew up in in households uh, where we were lucky that our parents uh, were stayed together and so that's how we saw relationships and uh, the next step in a relationship after love was uh, getting married so we felt we, like it was. That's yeah. how the song goes, right? First comes love, then yeah, comes yeah, then, And then come the fur babies. <laughs> then comes yeah. Wesley with the fur babies. In yeah, that's baby right. Movie. I mean, we just followed the, such a traditional path. But that is sort of why we wanted to do it, because why not? I mean, back then, we're like, you know, we love each other, and we really believe, in, we do believe in the value of, of marriage. I mean, it's if it's not for you, it's not for you. But yeah. we, we wanted to com- commit ourselves to one another in front of our family, yeah. our friends, and God and everyone yeah. and why not and, and uh, the wonderful thing about that is that everybody was working with us everybody wanted the same thing so the gay and lesbian community service center 
on 13th Street said, you know what, we've got this wonderful room. We'll, you know, this is the, it's like for hardly any money. And we, ha- we had hardly any money. So then, people really, I mean, back then people were like, I believe in what you're doing. This is important. And so, so many people just donated their, yeah. their services to us. And Chris's father came to that wedding. And it, the, the one thing that I remember is that the bathroom at the Gay and Lesbian Community Service Center, in the ni- men's room. In 92. Has a mural on the ceiling of all penises painted by Keith Haring. And I just yeah. picture Chris's father in that bathroom <laughs> Looking up at all the penises, and I, I, that was soon after I'd come out to him, and so he, but he, he's so smart, and he, he said, I know, I don't understand this right now, but I know if I don't do this one day, I'll probably regret it, and uh, so God bless him, he came, and there was like a, a meeting of drag queens in the room next door, and penises <laughs> in the bathroom, and he fabulous. just it was beautiful, which you can still see, they're still there. It's not a functioning bathroom anymore, but now it's just a preserved gallery to that Keith Herring mural. In love that it. bathroom. So it is it is still there and well preserved. And I don't know if the uh, LGBTQ center is uh, open right now during these times. Yeah, but sure. uh, what if it is go safely see it because uh, and go support them for sure. I love that. But back to the chicken salad. Yes. <laughs> Right. Because, you know, uh, love is love and chicken salad apparently isn't chicken salad unless it's yours. (laughs) Exactly. It's good. It's delicious. I literally when Chris first made it, I thought, this is ridiculous. How is this so incredibly good? Um, Do you want to tell the secret? Well, it was one of those things that I just I, you know, there in the creating recipes for the blog, you you think, oh, my God, this one's everyone's going to die for this one. It's it's so delicious. And some, you know, it gets a lukewarm or just whatever. It does. okay. And then I'll do chicken salad. It was like, well, I haven't done a chicken salad. Let me come up with something. And so I sort of played around with it. And it just it exploded. And so there are a few secrets to it that I think that, are, that make it special. And um, me, yeah, <laughs> me standing over you, <laughs> right. Dirty <laughs> fingers, just yes. at it <laughs> as he makes it. You know? yes. Exactly. <laughs> Give me that chicken scan, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> oh, but you get I think, people- one, I think oh. you said in one of your videos that real chicken is the secret. And I am a big advocate for real chicken as opposed to canned chicken. Oh, God. Oh, God yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I'm all about giving people alternatives, especially now when, you know, going to the store is a challenge. And even a few months ago when buying products was a challenge. Um, but I draw the line at canned chicken. I just, you know, you've got a, a rotisserie chicken is, is, is okay. I mean, and but cheap I love and cheerful. Yes, cheap and cheerful, right, right. To quote Miss Rachel Ray, but like she's always saying that, you know, rotisserie chicken is cheap and cheerful. The local, even here in Times Square, my local groceries, there's like a bunch of grocery stores that are really expensive near me, but there's one that's been in this neighborhood for a really long time. Their rotisserie chicken is $5.50 or something like that. Yeah, perfect. And delicious. Delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. delicious. Yeah, I know, yeah. And, it and is, you, and I think at least my secret is to rotisserie chicken. No matter what you're doing to it, is once you get it home to take it off the bone and store it. Because I feel like if you don't take it off the bone, and then you like want a snack or something, you're like, oh, it's on the bone. I got to do. It. It's like a lot yeah. more work, and so you yes. get less yeah. of it. So yeah. once it's like done, you yes. end up eating all of it. Exactly. <laughs> right. plus, yeah, yeah. plus, you get to snack on like the warm skin. 
know. <laughs> but that's my place favorite oh, part. Warm snack, skin. Snacking on the warm skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So delicious. <laughs> oh my so so chicken salad, yes. Uh set you set your blog ablaze. And then yes. uh, and, and then the domino effect happened into into food fame. Well yeah. we started to, we, you know, we as food bloggers, I mean, to make a, I mean, it's become our full-time business now. And so it is a business. So you're always having to be, try to be innovative. And the, the most important thing is to give people what they want, you know, and, and make them enjoy what you're providing them. But you also have to be willing to kind of expand what you do. And um, so then we started doing video. We, I mean, we've always kind of played around with video, but then video became such an integral part of what we offer. And we, do sort of think that that kind of what's well it's what differentiates us from us from a lot of other food bloggers right. is that it's us you know when you get the food you don't just get a recipe you get, you get our personality yeah, you get us having you know a conversation or you know just having being fun exactly Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it definitely shines through in all your cooking videos. Um, and even, I'm sure it's shining through, even through the airwaves right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, Chris, you're obviously have been the cook. Wesley, have you honed your cooking skills now? And are, oh. are, you, are you more like active in the kitchen or you, I am, or, or I am. I actually, like, yeah. I know? actually help out a little more. I, I know how to, um, boil water. <laughs> well, I can real, I can <laughs> cut, I can cut a nice avocado. There we go. Okay. Chris's, Chris's face throughout this whole thing was like, wait, wait, it's, it's slow. Hey. We're moving slowly, but we're at least we're uh, just the fact that he's in the kitchen. <laughs> 10 years ago, I couldn't have, he wouldn't even know how to get to the kitchen. So we're making progress. Right. Well, I, you know, I do actually do offer some services to how to be <laughs> I actually take all the, I'm, I'm the photographer. I take all the pictures. Uh, I do all of our film editing. Um, so once Chris is, once we're done in the kitchen, it's my job to take over. It is amazing the talent that he. I mean, he really is super talented. I'm really super talented. Uh, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> so we. It was kind of amazing how that just happened, and so he has really found his what he does. And we would not be where we are without what he does. And I mean, the cooking. I hope that it speaks for itself. So we're, yeah, you know, and, look at my and, size. Uh, <laughs> oh, Wesley, stop it! I will. And you, so Chris, I know that you're like a home trained cook, and then you've done a bunch of intensive at uh, the Institute of, for Culinary Education, ICE, Culinary right? Institute of America in New oh, York. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. CIA. Then, I've been to CIA. the CIA. Yeah. Yes, uh, he's part of the CIA. And, and t- I can that boot camp because I didn't go. He was there uh, by himself, and he would call me at night going. Ah, I, this is so crazy, but he also would say, you know, my instincts are correct. They're telling me that my instincts are correct. So it was pretty, it was intense. I mean, it was, it was great, but it was, uh, I mean, what they, you know, I mean, if if anyone who's listening, who is really loves cooking, loves cooking or wants to learn how to cook or be a better cook, they have all different kinds. It's in Hyde Park, New York. Yeah. um, Gorgeous area. And um, they, it's beautiful campus and they really do. They have like one day sessions I took the full seven day session and it's, they say they basically take their entire program and they condense it down to seven days and make it very intense. So it was, but, I also, you know, we we toyed around with talking to production companies about TV shows and things like that. And so that was when that was starting to be a possibility. I thought, you know, 
if people are going to really start looking to me as a real expert in the kitchen, I need to make sure I really do know what I'm talking about. So I went partially just to, to learn, but I also wanted to find out if I knew what I thought I knew. And I felt, I felt good about things. It was definitely helped, helped my confidence. We'll say that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting that our journeys are very similar. I have not been to the CIA, but I may work for the CIA, but that's a different story. <laughs> that's, um, that's another podcast. We that, won't say anything. The, the, gay, the gay CIA. There I, you I, go. I am inspecting, you know, um, <laughs> dark corners of the bars and things. Like that. Wait, isn't that the gay mafia? No, that's what we're part of. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but our journeys are very similar in the, in the spec, in the aspect of, you know, I had started a blog uh, just before you that no longer exists. And I am self-trained myself. Um, and at one point I was baking custom cakes, like wedding cakes out of this, out of this apartment and all sorts, of, all sorts of things. So, you know, there's something to be said about like your natural instincts and, and honing those. And speaking yeah. of like natural instincts, um, Wesley, were you always just in tune with video editing and photography? Because that is no easy feat as someone oh, who, as and, someone and who handles all the production uh, and of this podcast, you know, as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, um, it, I, I've always... I don't know. It's the technology to me has always come a little uh, easy, easier than most people. Than, so Chris, than Chris, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> For but, once, uh, apparently. Yeah. No, Chris no. is like, where's the on button? Oh, please. <laughs> I know what an on where's button is. Where's the switch? I just I tried to find the switch. Just wish I could find your off button. Oh, shut. <laughs> no, but I, it's, it was, um, it was pretty easy. And I just kind of did a, you know, I just, and I'm still learning. Um, it's just kind of doing a, uh, just taking some online courses and, and learning your camera and learning how to use the software that, that, that makes you look good. So. But, but, <laughs> but you're right. It's not easy. It's I mean, it, I mean, it is not, it is very technical and he's completely self-taught and, and, and the speed at which he taught himself is just, I mean, a lot of people, who are doing similar things that what we do now um, have teams and have professionals that are doing it. And then we do everything ourselves. And there are times we feel like oh, we're going to yeah, implode, like, but yeah. um, he, he, he does all of that. And it, it, it amazes me every day. The, um, uh, yeah, it's the, sorry. It was, but yeah, it's, it can be exhausting, um, you know, cause you know, you work all day and then, then at night, I'm like, get away from that computer. I got to sit here and edit for a few hours. Um, yeah, it's just, it's nonstop. I feel your pain. Trust yeah, me, you do. I, I feel know. your pain. Um, and, here, and one other thing. So when we first started, uh, Chris would take pictures with his iPhone of the food. And it looked horrible. So I was like, oh, crap, we got to do something with this, <laughs> with these pictures. Well, yeah. at the time, it didn't look horrible. We thought, oh, that looks good. Yeah. But, you know, we had yeah. to let's eat. It's so nice I, and fuzzy. I had a quarantine meltdown and all my old blog posts from that other blog that I had were on my website now and they were just all there and the food, and the food photos were really shitty. But back then, like I didn't have an iPhone 11 or I didn't have an SLR camera yeah, or whatnot right. yeah. and I didn't have portrait mode or what or all these yeah. apps that like can do all these things. Yes. I was like, oh my God, that that like low light photo of this martini glass on this on this table oh, yeah. it's really great yeah and i had a meltdown i tore it all down uh, and oh. i've 
still figuring out what I'm going to do with it. Sorry out there if you're like waiting for it. It's just taking me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I, you, I it's look just back so at so much. I yeah. know, but you don't really. Work. It is. Yeah. 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 Like you'd see, we'd look at old pictures and I, you know, we took a picture of enchiladas and it would be on like the kitchen table and you'd see like a reflection of my face or like, you know, an <laughs> a old shadow. newspaper yeah. or, you know, in the like, oh, we couldn't remove the beer can. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or like what 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 made me think that my overhead lighting uh, from my ceiling fan was the best light for this right. photo? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Oh, oh my, god. my god! So this many is, times. This is so much fun, and <laughs> I I don't want to stop. But I think this next segment is is going to be the best yet. Oh Folks, dear! I think now is a great time to take Chris and Wesley into my favorite part and y'all's favorite part of the podcast. I said y'all because they're from Texas. Um, <laughs> a little something I like to call Food News Update. You ain't red, girl. Spill the tea. World Central Kitchen will be providing meals near polling places this election day. Oh God, that's a difficult one. <laughs> I know. Uh, I started a little heavy because you know we. I I needed to bring the energy down so we could pull it right back up. But what I love about this, and I am all, you know what, in your mouth, listeners, if you're just joining me, um, or if you've been with me for a little while, you know I am a huge fan of Chef Jose Andres, who um is the proprietor of World Central Kitchen, and he goes into devastated places like Puerto Rico, like Texas after the hurricanes, and um, even during this quarantine, and has been feeding communities that need it. Yes, yes. So I thought this was just really, really special and a really special headline. I think what I, for me, it's like, you know, let's, let's do what we have to do to get people to, to be able to vote. And, you know, especially, you know, someone who can't, if, if that's going to get someone to the, to the polling station and, and, uh, and maybe have some food for those pollsters that are, are the people that are um, working at the polling station. Or if you're standing in line for four hours and you don't, you can't get lunch, then there's somebody there to give you lunch. Exactly. So um, World Central Kitchen, this is from Delish.com. Thank you, Delish.com. WCK acknowledged that many people go to the polls when they can within a busy workday, which is often during lunch breaks, after work, or before work, all of which are prime meal times. And oftentimes they are met with long lines that can prevent them from eating during that time or even going to vote at all. So uh, World Central Kitchen is doing its part by setting up stations by polling locations around the country and targeting those with historically long lines, predicted massive turnouts or limited facilities. Fabulous. Fabulous. It's it's so good to hear about someone doing something positive at at the the polling station rather than being intimidating. Yeah. And listen, we all know, we hear it on the news and we know that um, some of these polling places are getting shut down and it's in these communities that aren't really affluent. And so these communities already have limited resources and now they got to travel even further to get to these polling sites. And who knows what their situation is? And even if um, 
they can afford to get meals outside. So this, right. I think, is also really, really great. This all this initiative also um, is partnering with local food trucks and restaurants to provide meals, which will not only benefit the voters, but will also help support the restaurants during this time of turmoil, which That's is great. fabulous. So it's like, fabulous. you know... Yes, right. yes. It's, you know, it, it, to me, it shows the, the the beautiful side of what this country can do. You know, exactly. there's been so much negativity, and that's a beautiful thing. It's about democracy, and that's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love him. I love everything he's doing. Um, if you're listening, which you're not, Chef Jose Andres, you are welcome on this pod any day <laughs> of the week. Um, so Chef for Polls will Chefs for Polls will be setting up operations on election day, November 3rd, as well as some early voting days in more than two dozen cities, including Los Angeles, Chicago, Charlotte, Pittsburgh, and more. Uh, you can go to worldcentralkitchen.com, I believe, to donate or uh, find out updates. I am here for this. I think we all are, aren't we, gentlemen? Yeah, we are. We are, are, are. I yes. sound like I was barking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to make a Kesha reference and I was going to be like, yes, okay. Because she has that song, like, we are, we are. Yes. We yeah, are, yeah. we are, right? Yes, or, yeah, yeah. We totally. are the crazy kids. Or, yes. or something. We are I, trying to hit that note, but I can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little, oh, I just a threw little. some shade. I just threw shade. <laughs> Pumpkin spiced glazed turkey is a thing now, thanks to Honey Baked. Well, um, hmm. (laughs) you know what? Why don't we keep them separate? I mean, Chris's face throughout this whole thing. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm holding reserve. I'm I'm reserving judgment. Um, I think think it's okay. You know, at least it's not pumpkin spice Cheetos or something. Right. You see that? I'm so. I'm, I'm. It's. I don't We're know. about I don't, to get there. We're about never, to get there. We haven't reached uh, the third headline yet. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to judge. I mean, are you probably not going to see it on the blog. Although, um, you know. If, listen, honey, if they're giving us sponsorship dollars, I, I will. Hell yeah. Uh, I you, will. Know what, you know what? I've changed my mind. I bring, on, bring on the pumpkin spice. You know, you I'll know do. what I mean? <laughs> well, last week, on last week's episode, I talked about Kraft handing out, um, giving out uh, as a competition, pumpkin spice mac and cheese. Ooh. Huh. No, I mean, I'm, it, it's like crickets. I don't know. I'll try it. I, I can't guarantee I'm going to lie. I, I'm really, I don't mean to be judgy. I, it's, it's such a trend and trend. Sometimes I just like, I can't, yeah, I'll be judgy. You always are judgy. I I think it needs to be pumpkin spice needs to just be pumpkin spice and put it in. (laughs) I love it in a latte. Yeah. Yeah, you I know. mean, listen, it's it's basic bitch season. It's right. like, yes, like it's sweater weather. It's right, like, right. it's That's like, put, put on your cold girl sweater, get your matcha latte yeah. and throw your honey baked ham, pumpkin spice <laughs> honey baked ham in the oven. So uh, <laughs> Honey Baked Ham Company announced uh, last week that it was beginning to test a, a pumpkin spice glazed turkey breast in select cities across the U.S., um, so, I mean, what is there to say I, about it? You know, my opinion of that, I think, I'm sure it's probably delicious. I, I really do. I, 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 the two ham and sweet pump, and spicy. Yeah, I mean, a glaze on a ham, they, they, that's a natural. A little maple glaze is fine. But I'm a traditionalist. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> but then you're going to have pumpkin pie, and then you probably. Yeah, I, why don't you just like, take that pumpkin pie and smear it on your turkey? Uh, <laughs> was that a proposition? I, I haven't heard that since the 80s. 
lot, the last time I saw legs like that was when they got rid of the piano. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Well, I mean, I would, I would, I would try some pumpkin spice. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know, I would. Not, if you're sending it to us, you know what? Um, honey baked ham company, prove us wrong. <laughs> right. Send yes. uh, the challenge is send us both one, and we'll do something live together, and like, and, <laughs> there you and, go. and give you all the the humor and comedy about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and we'll make it delicious. <laughs> yes, Chris will make that. Then I'll just smash some pumpkin all over myself. Yes. <laughs> It's the holiday season already, and according to food brands, things like pumpkin spice latte and Brack's turkey dinner candy corn may be here to stay. Okay. Oh Lord. Um, well, I'm just I'm just gonna put it out there. Candy corn. <laughs> yeah, I am not a candy corn fan. There we go. Done. I don't. <laughs> I and I know, and he's so. A vocal about it. I mean, if I I don't dislike them. I grew up. I don't know. Maybe in Texas. Be, I don't know. So wait, a pumpkin spice? No, 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 no. Uh, this uh, it was a long headline. Thanks, Munchies.com. But um, <laughs> basically, Brax released the Brax yeah. who make candy corn released yeah. a turkey dinner candy corn. Oh, oh, I did see that. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay, that's totally. again. That's a little bit okay. Yeah. You're you're trying to build on tradition and. You're trying to make me hate something I hate already. Well, I mean, candy corn is so divisive already. It's like right. it's like America in a candy. Um, yeah. Yes, you know? exactly. Some and hate then, it, some love it. And then you're like, and then you're going to put a turkey dinner flavor, which includes, and listen closely, it includes flavors in one bag, roasted turkey, green bean, sweet potato pie, cranberry sauce, and stuffing flavored candy. It's like well, it's, it's like on Willy Wonka. Wonka. I know. It's, it's remember, like remember, the Gobstopper, what, what, the, the everlasting Gobstopper. Yeah. Now, if we were in the Willy Wonka factory and I had to try that, then then sure. But I'm not in the Willy Wonka factory, so no. don't give me no Gobstoppers right now. Right. <laughs> I have a blueberry for a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to an egg. Oh my goodness! Um, it was... I can't tell you how many times Wesley's gotten stuck in the chocolate pipes. <laughs> That is horrible. Horrible. <laughs> it's a problem. Oh, I, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. And with that, I want to just say thank you for listening to you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, you broke me. They, they, uh, Didn't know what you were getting into, they, did you? They broke Munoz. They really, really did. Uh, you know what? Um, I I kind of just want to get my hands on one of these uh, Brax turkey dinner candy. Totally. Corn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Just to curious. Taste, just to taste yes. because I'm a candy corn fan. And then, I am too. And then I went down a hole. Speaking of uh, chocolate <laughs> tubes and things, <laughs> of like uh, fall flavored things and like uh, cookie. Pop Oreo popcorn apparently was just released. Uh, pumpkin Ugh. spice Twinkies, pumpkin spice uh, um, uh, ice cream sandwiches, Mott's apple cider, Keurig cups. Um, there's even pumpkin spice. You know the um, like if you don't drink alcohol for uh, New Year's, you get that Martinelli's uh, cider, uh, sparkling cider. Sure. Yeah, they have sparkling pumpkin spice now. Um, oh, Bailey's huh. has apple pie. Um, 
Wow. You know, it's 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 a che- Cheerios, um, something that's near and dear to your hearts, has pumpkin spice. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes, I would try Cheerios pumpkin spice. Yeah, that kind of sounds good, even though yeah. I'm not a cereal guy. Um, that sounds... <laughs> That sounds really good. I think it, it may be a little out of control. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah. Well, it's, I think uh, there's clearly a market for it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saturating the, or, you know, the world with it. So there are people who do gravitate towards that kind of stuff and like, okay, good. But I'm just right. not one of those. Type but of then people. you also think, are these marketers on acid right now? Please. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all <laughs> stuck inside. And what better, what else do we have to do than come up <laughs> with uh, different ways to market pumpkin spice? And with yeah. that, I think that's a great way to end <laughs> food news update. <laughs> <laughs> How was that for you, gentlemen? Oh, <laughs> you good. know what? I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> after be after being stuck in the chocolate pipes, what does one do? Call the fire brigade? <laughs> um, if only. <laughs> Get out the pump. Yeah, the more the merrier. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, tell me, what's next for uh, like how to feed a loon? Oh, well, we're just going to keep on, keep on. Um, it's, it, there's a, something new happens, I swear, like almost every day. Um, we get contacted, we, you know, sponsors contact us. So we have to kind of be careful with the sponsors. Um, a lot of blogs, they will over-sponsor something. So you'll just see nothing but sponsored, sponsored, sponsored. So we like to obviously have our own our own thoughts and minds when it comes to some of these. Yeah, and it has to be something you support. Um, right. la- this pride, I lost a lot of work, unfortunately. Um, and it happened to everyone just for pride. Uh, but last yeah. pride, all these, all these uh, businesses were looking for uh, influencers and whatnot for pride. And the way I do things um, in this like queer kind of gender bendery way uh, sometimes uh, was really appealing and all sorts of people were reaching out. And I just wasn't here for some of the gay baiting, as I called it. Um, You know, just because you're going to slap a rainbow on it doesn't mean I'm automatically just going to support you. So So my thing to them would be, like, great. Oh, my God. That's so amazing that you're doing this for Pride. But can you tell me what you're doing internally as a company to support your LGBTQ people? Is there, do you have like a support system set up if there are uh, trans people in your network, like to help them, you know, either right. with their like, you know, navigate that, uh, whether it be mental health or, or right. you know, support services in that way. And, yeah, you know, we're, some, not, we're not, yeah, we're not here just to give you a little segment of the, of the, of the population. We're, no, it's, yeah. No, and especially with what's happening in the world today, as a queer Latino voice in food, uh, one of the few out there, um, you know, there's, I got, I got um, a couple sponsorship things, not only wanting to use me for, you know, how I identify, but for my, for my Latino-ness, my Puerto, Puerto Rican-ness. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, that was a whole nother conversation of sure. what, what are we doing here? I'm not like, is this actual a thing? And is this going to be a long lasting relationship? Or, or is this just a blip in time? Because I'm not here for a blip. You know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. We're we. Uh, it's 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 interesting though. When we do get these sponsors, we have to sit there and think: Do they know that we're a gay couple? Do they know this? And if they do, then we're like, 
Hell, that's well, great. I think we love I it. think initially we've we've had some, I don't know. I mean, we we had like beef brands, you know, and like really kind of like macho yeah, type national things. Pork and, board. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we do have a lot of the meat. national pork board. What? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, yes. um, and then we're like, oh, oh, okay. That's, oh, yeah. But anyway, right. but no, but we, but he's saying about us being gay, but now I think so, we, it's been reassuring that so many of these brands and they're like really well-established brands, major brands that are proud and happy to have this gay couple. And, and, you know, we've always, we're just a married couple, you know, and being gay is certainly an important part of who we are. But at the end of the day, we're just a gay couple trying to make a living and doing what we do. And, and that resonates with people. And um, I, I, it's just been encouraging to see so many, because we've, we've had these brands that keep coming back to us and they keep wanting us to do more and more and more. And we've, we've become like brand ambassadors for major brands as a gay couple. I think that shows the progress that we're making as a community. Yeah, that's it. And that's really incredible. And that's really, really special. And you gave the listeners a little inside look into what it was like to get married when you couldn't get married back in 1992, right? 92, you said. And just just coming from that moment to this moment, you know, and oh. and seeing the support there to seeing a, a completely different kind of support now um, must yeah. be incredible. And I'm curious to know what coming out was like for you then and now seeing this in hindsight, like everything that's happening in your life being celebrated now. Well, I, I'll speak first. I, I mean, I grew up in, you know, Texas, especially back when I was growing up, um, was conservative. It still is, although it's we're, we're helping that to become more diversified. But um, I grew up in a very conservative state. I grew up in a very conservative family. Um, and so just and it was never talked about like I didn't I didn't have any gay um, people to look. I'm sure there were they were there. I just it was so everything was so hidden, you know, and coming out really was just not done then. So it didn't even feel like an option to me. I look back on that and I think, oh my God, how is that possible? Um, so that's part of the reason why, you know, and we were, we were a religious family. So the whole thing of like, you know, not only am I going to lose my family, but God is going to like, you know, condemn Smite me, me down. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. So there was a lot of crap going on in my head. And, and uh, so then Actually, it was theater that helped when I finally found theater. It just, the arts, it just, it helped me see the light and it lifted this burden off of my shoulders. And then everything changed and my family changed. And, you know, my dad, my mom and dad became some of the biggest gay rights activists. I know. Marching with Pete Flag, I love it. I love it. If anyone gets a chance, uh, you know, go to the How to Feed a Loon YouTube channel and you just, there's a wedding section. And my dad gives a speech. It's had almost 2 million views. And I've it seen is, it. I've seen yeah. it. Cried about it this morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just wonderful. And it was the video. And his father, uh, just to jump on your story a little bit, his father had a hard time with us for throughout the years. And he finally saw my dad's uh, video and it changed his mind. And he accepted me fully. Oh, Lord, stop it. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Um, I, me, Wesley, I, Wesley, no, just, you know, people can't see me. So I'm just, and we sound so much alike. So (laughs) anyway, so me, I, I grew up in South Dakota. It was, uh, horrifying. Let's just say that. So me in, in high school, uh, was just, just horrifying. So horrifying that I feared for my life. Um, 
So I actually left at 17. Um, went to the big metropolis of Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, that uh, that thriving metropolis <laughs> of Omaha. Yes. That yes. fast-paced city. Yeah. <laughs> no, shout out, shout out to you, Omaha listeners, if you're out there. <laughs> yes, I yes. So I that's where I that's where I let's just say I sowed my oats in you Omaha. Found, you found the stakes. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that's so mm, yes. and, and the seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> So it, and from there, uh, I actually went to high school. I finished high school on my own in Omaha, and uh, my drama teacher introduced me to uh, this school in Manhattan, um, and that's where I I left Omaha and moved straight to Manhattan, and I met Chris a week later in 1989. I'm going to say it in 1989. I was 19 years old. Yes, I love. And Chris that. was thirty. Shut up! You know, it's, <laughs> it's not even close. We talk a lot about coming out on this podcast because obviously this podcast is not only a, a celebration of people in food, but a celebration of LGBTQ people in food. And I'm forever preaching on this soapbox that our stories are important, you know, and uh, each one of our stories is unique and different. But coming from the perspective of, you know, men with experience and and knowledge and wisdom, you know, because there's a lot of young people in in the food world now. And when I started food blogging in 20, uh, 2009, 2010, I was the only gay food blogger I could find out there. Yeah, I, you know? yeah, I started true. I started because I didn't see myself represented as a gay person on Food Network and as a gay Latina person on Food Network. Like, that's why I started. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and so, great. and so, getting this perspective and getting your story and seeing seeing from whence you come to where you are and how how beautiful that journey is, I think, is really important for um, myself and the listeners to hear. You know, so thank yes. you for sharing. Yeah, you know, wouldn't friend. change a thing. Wouldn't yeah. change. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, you know, before we close out, what do you think the secret is to um, not only the longevity of working together, but the longevity of your beautiful relationship? Give the teach give the children the advice. <laughs> give it to them now, honey. Are asked that it's, a lot. It's honesty. Honesty is 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 one of the most important things. And laughter. Laughter it gets us through so much. Um, and the fact that we can actually speak to each other about, you know, things that are uncomfortable. You just gotta just be yourself, be honest. Honest, and honest, be, honest. Be willing to sort of like, you know, suck down your pride and say, I'm sorry, I messed right. up. You know, I mean, that is the biggest thing because people, you know, you, you, when you think back in the fights and the arguments you have there, if you really think about them, they're, they're often so petty, but they can lead to such division in relationships. And so being able to just say, you know what, I was let's, wrong. Let's drop it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Even if in the down the bottom of your heart, you don't think you were wrong. No. Because the because then the coming back together is you know is so much more meaningful and that's what lends to longevity I think yeah um, yeah amazing amazing listen um, I am single and ready to mingle but if you can't make me laugh uh, good night yep. no, good exactly night. It, yeah that's night. the biggest one laughter laughter and food for us yeah I mean. Um, a lot of my friends will will I'll be I'll be doing something crazy and they'll be like, You do this alone in your apartment, don't you? And I'm like, Yep, yep, I have a good time by myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. 
Got to have fun with somebody, yeah. not yourself. <laughs> Hello. And these days, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all, better all to be fun, alone right now. All the fun is um, being had by myself to say the most. <laughs> mo- <laughs> oh, you need some webcams up in there. Oh, God. Uh, they're, they're here. They're <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not, I can't go down a dirty Twitter OnlyFans road. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's right. Let's keep it clean. You know, Let's move I, on to the chocolate pipes. I'll, I'll, I'll watch, <laughs> but I won't, I, I won't, um, I won't, whatchamacallit. Engage. Engage. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This has been so much fun, guys. And I can't thank you enough uh, for giving me your time um, and and just laughing with me for the past, you know, um, hour or so. This has been (laughs) really, really amazing. Let the kids know where they can find you, how they can see you. Sure. Yeah. So our our blog is howtofeedaloon.com. And our Instagram handle is at how to feed a loon. Uh, also Twitter uh, and uh, YouTube. So we're just how to feed a loon. Yeah. And just Google that and you'll find us. You'll see our faces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Subscribe. And, uh, and- uh, and I just, I expect like just that Catherine Hepburn soundbite every time, you know? The loon's Norman. The loon's Norman. He's Norman. back, Norman. He's back. Norman, you old poop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I know I'm closing out, but I just don't want to say goodbye. Um, have you have you seen Alexandra Billings? Do you know who Alexandra Billings is? She was on Transparent um, before yes. uh, that closed down. So Alexandra Billings, before she was TV star, Alexandra Billings is uh, is a drama teacher out in LA, and she's a trans activist and beautiful, yeah. hysterical. Go on YouTube and watch her old segments called Katie's Corner. <laughs> love it Katie's love Corner it. where she would dress up like Catherine Hepburn and it would be like Catherine Hepburn's talk show yeah, of like yes. Catherine Hepburn making pumpkin pancakes yes, Catherine yes. Hepburn decorating a tree <laughs> it is it is some of the funniest oh, funniest I thing I, I need um, to go refresh myself yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it is definitely an iconic moment oh my oh. goodness thank you once again um, to the boys of how to feed a loon, Chris and Wesley. This has been an amazing time. Um, I don't know how I'm going to top this episode. Really. <laughs> you are so sweet. You yeah. actually made it so easy for us. Yeah. Uh, that's what it. they say. No poppers <laughs> needed. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> I have been called a top in the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll just say that we're flexitarian over yes, here. Flexitarian is the only way to be. No joke, my friends. If someone else is cooking in the kitchen, I get thrown out. They're like, "You're such a, you're so aggressive. You're like a top in the kitchen. Get out!" Right? That's good. I love it. I love it. There's just no, there's just no better way to close out this uh, episode than just, uh, than just say, stay safe out there, wear a mask, wash your hands, and thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth.